SAFM 104-107 Nationwide The Viewpoint 8-10pm Turning conventional wisdom on its head Welcome back it's The Viewpoint with Songa Zomapeta on SAFM leading the conversation. Our lines are open. Give us a call, please, on 0891-104-207. WhatsApp voice notes are taken on 0614-104-107. As, of course, we can take SMSs, and we do appreciate reading from your, from your, I beg your pardon, on 40938. Next up now, we're talking about the role of traditional leadership in modern South Africa. I mean, last month, everybody knows that Dr. Zolim Kiza joined communities in Imolechi Moshate for a public dialogue on the protection of human rights within traditional leadership structures and communities. The theme of the dialogue was not in my culture, putting an emphasis on the fact that there is no culturally based justification that we can make for violating human rights, particularly the rights of women in our society and by extension of other vulnerable groups, particularly children, the elderly and people with disabilities. Today, we zoom in on the role of traditional, traditional leadership and tribal councils in modern-day South Africa. Have they lost the plot? Have they become a law unto themselves? Is their significance misunderstood? Or is it undermined? Do traditional structures promote tribalism? And if not, where does this notion come from? The president of Contralesa is going to take us through all of this and a whole lot more. So we'll be taking your calls and please keep your ideas, thoughts coming. Ndatekhoshi Matupa Mukwena Dumela Ndateligai. Hey, Vimela Morenaka, thank you very much for having me. We appreciate and your Welcome to you, to this family, Arena SFM. We hope to work together with you so nicely. Welcome, uh, my lead. Thank you so much. And if you could see me, I am bowing. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> Not in my culture. Dr. Zulim Kize launched it. Tell us position of Contralesa on that and the meaning behind it all. My leader, we are here as the dissertation leadership, um, as you are aware, um, we have been here as the, this time in the memorial, and uh, as you are aware, as long as this leadership, yeah, even before this uh, government came into being, mm-hmm. and uh, we have been uh, taking care of our people. So, We seem to have a problem with... Okay, you can hear me. The Khoshi is back. Yes. Um, as, as you are aware, um, they are... Before the democratic uh, government, uh, you you remember that uh, there were people who were saying so many things uh, against terrorism. Uh, are corrupt, they are dictators, and whatever, whatever. Now the question is, uh, let's get... Let's, let's guess who is corrupt now? Who is appearing in the Zondo Commission? Is there any tradition leader there? Not even one. We are, we are and we're going to, to remain like this as long as we are playing a very meaningful role in our in our, our country and our people. If you can look now where my leader and if there's anyone who would claim to know the needs of people that tradition leadership, he will be he or she will be lying. But uh, we have allowed democracy in our space and we are supporting it, we are supporting democratic government. But the only snake is that uh, after being recognized in our constitution, unfortunately, no powers and functions were allotted to traditional leadership. As the question we're addressing now with the current leadership in government. What power typically would Contralesa want for traditional leadership that currently they do not have that is vested in the state? My, in, in an African uh, government, a democratic government in a black continent, 
where traditional leadership we are taken as a um, just if there is any project that must take place in a particular area, as a Hoshi, you'll be likely to be invited to be part of that the sort training. And if there will be official opening or the project is completed, you'll be fortunate if they invite you to come and be part of the photo session only. But that doesn't speak to the fact that if I asked you, what do you want that you currently don't enjoy in terms of status, power, or control in the context of governance? What is it that if I said, okay, you'll have it if you ask for it, what is it? Leadership, you will be surprised that uh, as I'm speaking to you, traditional leadership, they don't have a budget. They're living on grants. And if there are needs in our people, we must have powers to deliver services to our councillors. But as Amakosi, why are we there? Because um, like, like now, if we had to build a school in a particular area, it is taken as if traditional leadership don't have capable people in their respective areas to build those schools. We must have powers to have a panel that will do that particular uh, job in our, in, in our space. But as of now, what's happening, they will parachute someone who will come from wherever. Okay, we seem to be having a problem with Josima Tupamukwena, who's the president of Controlesa. We're having a conversation about the role of traditional leadership in democratic South Africa, specifically referring to the Not In My Culture dialogue that was recently launched by Dr. Zulim Kiza, who's the minister of COCTA, that is Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs in South Africa. And we've just had a conversation with Josima Tupamukwena, specifically lamenting the fact that they don't enjoy the status and respect from the democratic South Africa project, even though, as he put it, traditional leadership was there before so in other words it seems to me that traditional leadership has made a concession but it seems like those concessions have now been abused they don't have a budget but i would really be interested to find out if whether or not the areas that the chiefs and kings and queens serve have sufficient capacity to generate their own budget before generating their own revenue really before they go to the state and say they want this because to an extent i mean i know for one that the zulu king enjoys a much greater budget than all the other um, traditional structures that may fall under contralesa. What is the discrepancy there and what makes it that way? We're taking your calls on SAFM, The Viewpoint. My name is Songa Zomabekte and this is day two for me, as it were, at the crease. The line is 891 WhatsApp voice notes are welcome on 614 The hashtag is SAFM Viewpoint on Twitter. SMSs are welcome on 40938. It's 2054, and in the first hour, we had a conversation with this label, Mashile, speaking to us about the legacy of Mamama Digizela Mandela and whether or not to sum up her legacy. South Africa has lived up to the billing. She confirms that many women have multiplied, and she mentioned even some by name and in the spaces where we can find them. She praised Mamama Digizela Mandela together with Mama Grasa Mashale and how they lived such a beautiful legacy that displayed itself in the eyes of the entire world. Joshi Matupa Mugwena nonetheless is on the line now with us and we're talking all things Cogta. Tell us if you come from traditional communities. Tell us if whether or not you find expression and representation in traditional leadership structures. We can have a conversation about some of the things that might not be consistent with the overall national project that South Africa enjoys. I mean, for one, we have Umgani who is in prison serving time for, among other things, kidnapping, assault, arson, defeating the ends of justice. I know very recently, as late as last year, there was a petition to have him released 
but he's nonetheless in jail and he only survived on appeal at the SCA, the Supreme Court of Appeal, the conviction that the High Court had found that he was guilty of culpable homicide. King Goodwill Zalutini as well has found himself wanting before the South African Human Rights Commission, even though he wasn't found guilty of hate speech. But again, it was lamented that his comments were hurtful and harmful. This coming in the wake of his comments made about foreign nationals in South Africa, which would have led to, with time, the xenophobic attacks that precipitated and seem to be finding their way back in the South African landscape again in South Africa. And perhaps Hossi might want to return to that. Hossi, you're back. I'm, I'm here, my dear. I'm and here. you heard everything I had to say in terms of some of the problems society generally has experienced with traditional leadership. You, you touched on a very um, uh, important issue here of uh, the king of Abatem, Yes, sir. My leader, we as controllers, uh, we are not going to keep quiet and fold our arms. We are calling for the king to be pardoned. We're not saying he whatever that he did, uh, whatever he's done was right. Was wrong as far as the court is concerned, but we are saying, in your uh, eyes, was it right or wrong, as Contralesa? Because we are not there, we are not there. But the court has de- declared that he, he did wrong, something okay, wrong. Fine. I mean, we, we respect our courts uh, as president leadership. We're not, we're not going to say, uh, but our government. What all we are saying is that the president can pardon our king. On what now, basis? If he, if, if he was able, as long as if you can give me a chance, if he was able to pardon Adrian Flock, Malan. Who killed our comrades for fighting for our democracy in our country? Now they are enjoying life with their with their families and so on. Some of the graves of our own sons and daughters. Fair we don't even know where they are now. Yes. But our own government was able to pardon those those, um, uh, those guys who gave instructions for, for our kids to be killed. They are pardoned. But why not our king? I don't think it was not wrong. But if you are able to to pardon Joe Mama Sela, who was a sellout. Adrian Flock, who gave instructions to kill our, our people in the townships. They are pardoned. They are enjoying life now, as we're speaking, as some years. But so, why not our king? That's all we're saying. In essence, what you're also saying to me, and I think I'm going to take it to the theme of the Constitutional Court, the justice system, as we now know it, is incongruent with what typically would be the justice system in the traditional setup, in the traditional African setup, which is no less a justice system. And I say this because of this. The emblem of the constitutional court is justice under a tree. Do you believe if the king had been tried and heard and sentenced by a traditional structure, perhaps the outcome might have been different? And I need your thoughts in less than two minutes, please, Khoshi. My chief, uh, in our tradition, if there is something that uh, as a Khoshi I have done, there is a way on how I can be punished. Not in this um, uh, the way uh, it is done in terms of uh, this uh, um, Roman Dutch law, but if it was in a customary law, I can tell you now the king would have been punished in terms of our culture. He would be here because we even offered that if there are those families who are still having a gripe about the, what the, the, the king did, we are prepared to go to the king, ask him do whatever that that family will, will demand from him, and we we we, we presented this to the former president Zuma. And even now to our current president. Now we are still waiting. And apparently, uh, simply because he is a king, the traditional leader, uh, nobody will listen to us. But we are aware of the parliament. It, it consists of many Republicans who don't, hear, want, don't want to hear a thing about anything to do with African culture. We understand about that. But people are now demanding of us as controversial. What must we do on the 8th of May 
if really whatever that we are requesting, mm. if it affects our king, we're not being listened to. What must we do? We're going to answer one day, but not now. But before the elections, we'll answer that, that question. Hoshima Tupa Mukwena, thank you so much. President of Contralesa, sharing with us his thoughts on the role of traditional leadership players in South Africa and really lamenting the fact that they don't enjoy the rights, first of all, that are enshrined in the Constitution, but more importantly, the inherent rights that traditional leadership in an African context is worth. It's just about a minute before we go to news with Greg Khos and just a brief wrap-up. First hour has come, first hour has gone. We spoke about Mama Winnie Matigizela Mandela with Sis Lebu Mashile. It's unfortunate we were not able to get hold of Sis Jessica, but I'll certainly give um, a recitation of her poem in a letter to Mama Matigizela Mandela. We're taking your calls, we're taking your WhatsApp messages, we're taking your SMSs. My name is Songa Zomabegwe, and thank you so much for joining us in this, the first hour. We head to news.